Hello and welcome to ADHD Fest, the podcast all about adult ADHD with a little bit of law of attraction and self-development just thrown into the mix. I am your host, Tara Pratt, and today we're going to talk about manifesting with ADHD. This is episode two in that series. Hello to everyone that is joining us over on YouTube. Yes, ADHD Fest has now entered the world of YouTube. I am technically challenged on this front, trying to match up the audio with the video. So I'm hoping it's okay for you. And if you're listening to this on your podcast provider, hello to you too. Do come and check out the YouTube channel. It's ADHD Fest. And let's just get on with today's episode. So this podcast this week was inspired by real time, real life events that have happened to me recently. 100% manifested this and I wanted to tell the story while it's fresh in my mind. I manifested a trip to London, free hotel with my husband, going to a law of attraction event with someone that I have followed for a long time, Francesca Amber, and we have both got VIP tickets even though they were sold out and the host has actually started following me this week as well and shared one of my stories on her Instagram and I'm going to tell you all about how that happened because I 100% believe it's divine timing. I wanted to go to this event desperately. I had no idea how I was going to get down there. I didn't really want to spend money on booking a hotel just for me to go to this one event, mainly because of the time and it's like my husband's 40th, like the month after and I just felt like we should really be doing a special trip for him rather than me just spending a load of money on myself to go down to London for this thing alone. Plus, I didn't really want to go on my own. So anyway, we're going to get into the whole thing. And then at the end of the podcast, I'm going to summarize, not just based on this, but based on generally everything that I've manifested, the main points that I think are really important, specifically for people with ADHD, if you're trying to manifest something into your life. What I manifested was this trip down to London for this event, but I didn't specifically have that in mind because I didn't know the event existed. My goal was that, A, I really wanted to meet Francesca Amber. I followed her podcast for a long time. She kind of inspired this podcast, even though this is a podcast about ADHD. I've always been massively into the law of attraction and it was her work on that podcast that inspired me to do my own podcast just on a different subject. So I've wanted to meet her for a long time. I know she's friends with a few people that are in her membership and they've ended up working with her. And I've just always in the back of my mind wanted to meet her, pick her brains on the law of attraction, maybe do some kind of collaboration with her at some point. So that was on my goal list was meeting Francesca. I hope you can't hear this rain, by the way, because it's so loud and there's nowhere to get away from it. We've got so many windows in our house that I can't fight the rain. So hopefully you can't hear that. But yeah, that was one of my goals was to meet Francesca. Another one of my goals on my goal list for quite some time now is has been to find some more friends that are interested in the law of attraction. I've got lots of friends and I adore my friends, but sometimes I just need someone to talk to in real life about all these woo-woo ideas that I've got. Someone that's into crystals, someone that's going to go to sound meditations with me, someone that's going to do a moon ritual you know you can't just casually throw that into conversation with your friends I'm sure maybe some of my friends are into that but we don't really talk about it we talk about normal day-to-day so I've been working on manifesting specifically someone that I would get on with that is my vibe that is a similar sense of humor but is also into all this woo-woo stuff so that's been on my goal list as well 
And I've been working towards that. I've been taking inspired action towards that by going to um, a meetup. So a few of us that are in Francesca's book club are based in Yorkshire and we decided to start a Yorkshire WhatsApp group. And we met up and I was really nervous to go and meet everyone because no one likes just meeting a whole group of people that you've never met before. But I pushed through because it felt like something that really aligned with me and it aligned with my goal that I wanted to make more friends in this area. So I went for a meetup with those ladies. They were absolutely gorgeous, all of them. We just chatted nonstop about different books, different techniques, different events that might be going on, crystal shops. It was amazing. So cut to Francesca announced an event down in London on the 26th of September with another creator, Mart uh, Tweedy, I think his surname is. If I completely made that up, Mart, I'm sorry if I had, have, but I think that's your name. Um, he's Canny Crystals anyway. That's why I don't know his name because I always just think of him Mart from Canny Crystals. He's got his own podcast. He was also in the book club originally, but he and Francesca have teamed up to put on this live event and it's just perfect for me. I love in-person manifestations. I love talking about this stuff and there's events that go on and there's like the happy festival and there are events that you can go to, but they're usually large scale. You don't know if you're going to get in to see the speakers that you want. You don't know whether it's going to be good. I know for a fact I'm going to love this event because I listen to Francesca every day. I know for a fact it's going to be fun no matter what. So this event got announced with her and Mart and it's called Fran and Mart's Big Night In, I think, uh, or Big Night Out. Who can say? I'll leave the link down below anyway. It's Tuesday, 26th of September and these tickets came out I want to say like July. It was a few months ago, but not that much of a lead time. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know where this go or not. So a few of the girls on the Yorkshire WhatsApp were talking about it. Like, shall we go down in a group? And they announced that it was going to be just sit wherever you like, apart from 30 tickets that were VIP. And the VIP was you get an allocated seat and you on like the first few rows and you get a meet and greet with Francesca and Mart at the end. The price difference wasn't that huge. And I thought, if I'm going to go all the way down to London, I want a VIP seat. I want to meet Francesca afterwards. I want to meet Canny Crystals afterwards. Why would I go all the way down to London, make this effort and not go VIP? It just doesn't make much sense. But there was something nagging in the back of my mind like, oh, well, you don't really know if you've got a babysitter. You don't really know if you're going to get down to London, particularly with my ADHD sometimes I might be really enthusiastic about something and then it comes to it and I really don't want to go. Maybe the anxiety overwhelms me. I especially don't really like going to places on my own, um, especially in London, even though I did live there for a short period, but that is a story for another time. So all these blocks instantly came up in my mind of why I shouldn't book the tickets, why I shouldn't go. But it felt it felt like it aligned with my goals. I knew my goal was to meet Francesca. I knew my goal was to meet friends that were into the law of attraction. So I thought about it because I am impulsive. We all know with ADHD comes impulsivity, particularly with buying and spending. So I really gave it some thought. The tickets were selling fast, the VIP ones specifically, because there's only 30 of them. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to buy it because... I just think it's going to work out. I'll sort the details out later. 
And if it doesn't work out, I had a plan B, which was to sell the ticket. If I buy a VIP ticket, I'm definitely going to be able to sell it because there's only a finite number of them. Whereas if I buy the standard ticket and they don't sell out, then it'd be really hard to sell that. So I made that bargain with myself, but really I knew I didn't want to sell the ticket. I spoke to Pete about it and he was like, oh, well, it's going to, you know, it's going to be quite a big deal just to go down for this one show. What if she then does another show in another part of the country and you've wasted all that money going down to London? So I was like, oh yeah. Anyway, long story short, it felt like the right thing to do. I went with my gut. It 100% aligned with my goals. I just bought the ticket. So I think it was £60, probably a little bit more if I add in like the admin and whatever, but it was about £60. Anyway, what did I do next? So that was number one. I took inspired action. It aligned with my goals. It made sense. I took the action. I had no idea. I could have absolutely talked myself out of buying that ticket. There was a lot of reasons to talk myself out of it at the time. Um, it's really close to a family wedding that we're going to the, at the weekend after that's like a three-hour journey away. So it's a lot of traveling that, that week. So I could have talked myself out of it, but I didn't. It felt right. I went with it. I bought the ticket. The next thing I did was I completely forgot about it. As I say, this was like June, July. So there was no point in me trying to figure it out then. All the girls that were in the Yorkshire WhatsApp group dropped out. They decided they weren't going to go down. It was too much money or it was too much this or too much that. That's fine. None of them could make it. So I was like, oh, okay. So it really is just me. I don't know anyone going. But I was like, okay, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I feel like it's meant to be. I feel like I am meant to be at this event. It happened June, July. I thought right now I'm going to just forget about it and let it play out. I'm going to trust the universe that this came to me for a reason. And now I'm just going to get on with life. And to be honest, I didn't have much choice because it was then school holidays. So I had no choice but to concentrate on my kids and get on with that. And that's what I did. I completely put it out of my mind. I knew deep down it would work out in my favour either way, whether I ended up going down to London or I ended up selling the ticket. I knew I wasn't going to lose. I trusted that things were going to work out. So I let go and I trusted the universe. I trusted the situation. And then what I did while I forgot about it is I've been steadily working on myself consistently and I've been getting in touch with what I want for me. And this is really hard when you have ADHD, particularly a lot of us become people pleasers, mostly because we were criticized so much growing up. When you've got ADHD, particularly undiagnosed, you get a lot of criticism. You're too loud, you're too noisy, you're stuck in a daydream all the time, you're lazy. There's a lot more criticism that we get sometimes indirectly just from society sometimes we're criticizing ourselves and to protect ourselves from that we become people pleasers we look after everyone else's needs before we look after our own because no one notices if we don't look after our own needs people don't notice that as much if we don't care for the people around us they notice that they make it known and we get more rejection so we naturally become people pleasers which means it can be really hard to get in touch with our own desires know what we want for ourselves. So that's what I've been trying to do since my diagnosis very slowly and consistently. And I spoke about this before. Consistency doesn't mean every single day. It just means keep going no matter what. Even if you give it up for a week, even if you give it up for a month, as soon as you remember, just come back to it. Just keep steadily chipping away and it builds and builds and builds. So I have been working on 
myself and getting in touch with what I want for me and also working through blocks and distractions. One of my main distractions is trying to control situations, trying to control other people, not in a horrible way, not in a manipulative way, but I want everyone to be happy. So I use the people pleasing. I want to control that situation for them. I want to make sure everything goes right. And that is not helpful for me or for anyone else, actually. If you are built that way and you're trying to control the situation, you're trying to people please, it's only, I can tell you till I'm blue in the face, if you take a step back, nothing bad's going to happen. If you take a step back, in fact, things are going to get better for you and for them. And I can tell you that, but you're not going to know it until you actually do it. Until you take yourself out of that situation, then you can see it for yourself and you know it's true that you don't need to run yourself into the ground. You don't need to be people pleasing everyone. People will still love you. Everyone will be okay. It's going to be fine. Um, So I've been working through those blocks and distractions. And in that way, I've been able to concentrate on more positive things for me, to make me better, to make my world better, which in turn ripples out to my family and friends. And it really has. So the things I've been doing that I've been concentrating on specifically is trying to declutter because one of my main stresses is keeping on top of my house and my things. So I've been trying to very slowly just work through things and declutter. Another one is better nutrition for me. If I eat well, it makes a huge difference to me. So I've been concentrating on that. And we did a book about that called um, Alan Carr's The Easy Way to Quit Emotional Eating. Would highly recommend that book. I've also been working on myself spiritually. And I've been throwing perfection out the window on this, guys, because I used to think I need to get up at 6am and do some meditation and I've got to do, um, you know, eat well all the time and I've got to make sure I exercise every single day. And it's that all or nothing mentality that ADHD brings us. It's that black and white. It's that strong sense of morality. You either do it or you don't. And the truth is we have to live in the grey particularly when we're neurodivergent. We can't stick at one or the other. It's not all or nothing. So instead of waking up at six every day, if I wake up early, great. I get my, um, I don't do meditation, but I do something called emotional freedom technique, which I'll talk about in a minute. But I'll do that early if I wake up early. If I don't wake up early, I'll fit it in at some point during my day. I don't do it last thing at night because I know myself well enough to know I don't do anything last thing at night. I'm awake in my mind, but it's going to be scrolling or it's going to be online shopping or it's going to be a TV program. It's not going to be anything productive. So I'm not a perfectionist with myself in that way. If I don't eat well at lunch, I'll just eat well at dinner time. It doesn't mean the whole day is in the bin. If I don't exercise that day, I'll exercise the next day. I'll throw in an extra day next week or an extra class or something. I'm not a perfectionist about it. You basically, you want to work out what you want and what is good for you. So, you know, I didn't particularly want to eat nutritionally balanced meals. I love eating junk, but I did want to feel good in myself. And I know it's good for me to get my nutrition better, if that makes sense. So that's what you're trying to work out. You're doing what's good for you. You're incrementally always improving always just that little bit, you're not setting the bar too high, you're just taking that next tiny little step. And this is why I've totally forgotten about my goals. But what worked well with this totally accidentally is obviously I'm in the Facebook group for this um, Francesca Amber that I follow and she kept 
advertising the tickets, even though I'd already bought them, the reminder kept popping up there. And instead of feeling, when the reminder popped up, instead of feeling panic, instead of feeling like, oh, I haven't booked a hotel for London. Oh, I don't know how I'm getting down there. Oh, no one else is going. I felt, and this was totally natural, but I would try and cultivate this going forward because it worked really well. I felt curious. Every time it popped up, I'd think, I wonder who I might meet at this event. I wonder if I'm going to get a really good deal on a hotel. I wonder how I'm going to get down there. I wonder how this is going to work out. And I don't even know where that came from, but I just knew I was going. And I knew I didn't know yet how I was getting down there, but I knew I was going to go down there. So I was just thinking, I wonder, I wonder how I'm going to get down there. I wonder what's going to happen. And that was all it was. And then I let it go. It wasn't like, how am I going to go? I need to start thinking about that. I need to... Anyway, as it got closer and closer to the date, so we're talking about two weeks before, I did start to think... I better sell them tickets, really. I should really put them on the Facebook group and see if anyone wants that ticket because it hasn't happened and it doesn't look like I'm going. And to be honest, I was at peace with it. Although I really wanted to go, I'm really busy at the moment and I was at peace with it not happening. I was just like, it's a shame, but I'm sure she'll do another event somewhere else in the country at some point. I know I'm going to get to meet Francesca either way. So if it doesn't happen on the 26th of September, that's fine. I need to sell those tickets though, so because I should get some of my money back. And lucky me, ADHD, I forgot. I just kept forgetting to put these tickets online. So they never sold and the date was getting closer and closer and I kept thinking, oh, should do that, should do that. But I still didn't feel worried about it. I knew they would sell if I needed to sell them. I knew that I would meet Francesca eventually if I didn't get to go that day. I didn't panic at all. And I think that has really played into this manifestation. So one of the things I was doing was EFT and I've kept up quite consistently with this. If you don't know what it is, I've got a reel over on Instagram that you can look at that explains it a little bit more. But basically you just tap in on certain points of your body. They use this on the NHS as well. It's similar to acupuncture. It works with like the same spots, but like you just tap in. And if you're on YouTube, you can see me now just tap in through the points. Um, it's side of your hand, in between your eyebrows, side of your eye, under your eye, top of your lip, chin. And then there is extra steps as well, but not everyone uses those. So I was doing that daily at this point, whatever point of the day that I would pick it up. I was doing it daily and I was working through one that was bringing in more money and success because I am at the moment trying to build ADHD Fest. Like that is my main focus is getting this out to more people. And I thought that might help with it. So as I'm tapping through one day, just about to start work, and I started tapping through. And as I was tapping and I was saying, um, I can't remember, I like follow like a guided one. And she was saying like, I'm really curious how this is going to happen. And as I'm saying that, a ping came up on my phone because I was watching it on my phone. And the ping was, Francesca Amber is now following you on Instagram. And I was like, what? And I didn't stop. I carried on through, but I was like, oh my God, oh my God, fangirling. I looked on Francesca's page and she doesn't follow hardly anyone. It's like under 2000 people that she actually follows. She's got thousands and thousands of followers, but it's under 2000 people that she follows. And I was like, oh my God, how the hell, what happened? I have no idea why Francesca's following me. I've got like 200 followers or something stupid. How has this happened? 
and I found it incredible that it happened while I was tapping through EFT to like manifest things. So I just felt inspired to put up a story, screenshotted it because I just put up um, a story about EFT and how it works really well for ADHD. It basically, it's like an active meditation. So I find it very helpful, much more helpful than meditation. And I'd literally just put a story up about that. Then I was doing my my EFT tapping and she followed me in the middle of it. So I, then I was like, oh, I've really got to go to this event now because Francesca is actually following my page. It would be so great to meet her in person. So yeah, I decided there and then I'm 100% going to London. I've no idea where I'm staying. I've no idea what trains to get. Anyway, just left it open again because ADHD and got distracted with other things. And it comes to, I think the, I think that was like the Saturday and they came to the Monday. And uh, Pete goes to me, oh, by the way, really sorry, but it looks like I'm going to be away with work. Not next week, the week after. And I was like, oh, right, okay, where are you going? He was like, it's an overnighter. I'm going to have to go down to London. And I was like, hang on, not next week, the week after. And he was like, yeah. I went, you're not going on the 26th of September, are you? And he was like, yeah, Tuesday. Why? I said, because I'm in London, 26th of September on the Tuesday. And he was like, what? I was like, yeah, that's the day of this event that I really want to go to that I haven't booked a hotel for or anything. And he was like, oh my God. Now, when I tell you Pete has not had an in London meeting, I, I literally cannot remember the last time he had a meeting in London and overnight, usually it's like a there and back in a day. And I was like, what are the chances that you would be going down to London on a Tuesday, the same exact Tuesday that I'm going down to London overnight? And I was like, oh my God, so do you get a hotel with work? And he was like, yeah. So we've got free hotel because either way, he has to get a hotel with work, whether you book it for one person or two person, two people, it's the exact same price. We can get a hotel right by the Barbican, where the event is. We're going to go down together. He's got a meeting in the day. I'm going to meet a friend. And then I was like, oh, you wouldn't want to come to my event with me, would you? And he was like, yeah, I'd go. He, he's very open-minded. He's great. And obviously I would want him there because I'm going by myself. I don't know anyone. But also I really like to get him in on stuff like this. I love the law of attraction and he naturally just lives it. It's weird. He doesn't believe in it at all, but he naturally lives it. He's so positive. Um, he was like, yeah, I'd go. And I was like, oh, it's such a shame. All the VIP tickets have gone. So I got him a normal ticket anyway. And then I was just like, oh God, it's such a shame that we couldn't get him in VIP because we're not going to be able to sit together because I'm going to be first few rows, but it, that's only VIP. And then I thought, I wonder if anyone else has had the same idea as me when they bought these tickets. And I wonder if someone else is going to sell their VIP ticket. And I kid you not, same day as I had that thought, someone came on the Facebook group selling their VIP ticket. And I was like, oh my God. Anyway, got to speaking to her. I did tell a fib. I don't know why I told this fib. But you know when I was like, oh, it's for my friend and I've got to speak to her first, even though it was for my husband. I don't know why that came out of my mouth. I, I hadn't spoken to Pete, but I just was going to message him and say like, do you want me to upgrade you to the VIP ticket? Um, but anyway, for some reason I lied and said it was a friend, a girl. And um, she said, oh yeah, I want £60 for it, which is what she paid. So I said to Pete, look, this girl's got this VIP. Should we upgrade you so that you sat with me? And he was like, oh, I just, I'm happy with a normal ticket. 
And obviously, like, he doesn't listen to the podcast. So he's like, we're already paying £30 for the standard ticket. So it doesn't make sense to pay 60 on top of that. Like, you'd be paying more than me to go to this event. So I was like, okay, fair enough. So I just went back to her and said, oh, it's, it's too much. Like, my friend, she has already paid for a ticket and it doesn't make sense for her to pay the 60. It said all she'd want to offer really is about 30. Thinking, you know, maybe if she leaves it on and it doesn't sell, she can come back to me nearer the time and we can upgrade it. And she just came back and went, yeah, okay, that's fine. 30 is fine. And I was like... Oh no, sorry, not 30, it was 40, 40 pound. Um, and I was like, oh my God, what the hell? So I just rang him and I was like, we've got VIP tickets. So I booked this ticket to this event that I wanted to go to on a whim in June or July, whenever they went on sale, not knowing at all how I was going to get down there, worried about going on my own. And less than two weeks before, it turns out I'm going to go down with my husband gonna have free time in London with my husband like a little bloody date he is coming with me and sitting in VIP with me and we're gonna meet Fran and Mart after the show and we have got a free hotel we've got a free hotel because he's got to go down there for work meeting anyway and I just think that is so and and Francesca is following me she started following me like the week before that I just think it's such divine time in the whole thing whether I get to speak to Fran one-on-one or not doesn't really matter to me at this point. I just love the fact that I'm going to be in that vibe. I'm going to be with all the book club girls in person. I'm going to get to meet people who are like me and I'm going to have my husband there too. And I just cannot wait. And I feel like I've 100% manifested it. And so I boiled it down to three main points that I think were the most important going into this manifestation. And also when I look back at like, I manifested my husband, we manifested the house that we're living in, I manifested like three and a half thousand pounds before, I've manifested a lot of things. And when I look back through them, they do all have this in common. And I feel like, I don't know whether it works for neurotypicals or who it works for specifically, but I think this is very important with ADHD issues that can hold you back when you're manifesting. I think these are the three most important things to remember. So number one is letting go of the how. I find this so difficult normally. I think because I was so excited about this, it was a little bit easier this time because I thought, well, it doesn't matter about how I'm going. I want to go. And that's that. But normally when I'm trying to, I'm not so sure about something, I think of the how I can't help myself. And it's that black and white thinking, perfectionism that gets in the way for us. We want to know the step-by-step how this is going to happen. But the problem is our black and white thinking doesn't give us any room for grey. So if I was trying to work out how to get those trains and hotels and whatever, I would not think of saying to Pete, why don't we try and arrange for you to have a meeting down in London on that day? I just would never think of that. I would be thinking, okay, let's get a cheap hotel. And I would drive myself into the ground trying to find the cheapest Airbnb or trying to talk a friend into go down there with me. This perfectionism of not wanting to bend the rules. Although we're great at thinking of solutions for other people, we're great in a crisis, we're great at thinking outside the box. When it comes to manifesting for ourselves or making, we don't tend to make our own lives easier. That is not our first instinct. 
we're people pleasers we make everyone else's lives easier around us it the creative genius doesn't necessarily work for our own achievements and our own success if you know what i mean so that's number one is we've got to get out of out of our own way let go just believe if it makes you feel better do what i did and come up with a plan b for if it doesn't work out make sure you've got that safety net and that can really alleviate the anxiety and the wanting to control the situation and wanting to work out the how the second most important is paying attention to doing what is good for us and constantly learning and changing our mindsets on spreading ourselves too thin and what i mean by that is we get so distracted by other people's problems and what we can do to make their lives better it's a whole mindset change i i'm not going to change your mind in one podcast one podcast didn't change my mind it's reading books like working hard hardly working do less by kate northrup it's listening to podcasts like the lazy genius it's listening to people like casey davis it's taking time for yourself it's therapy if you can afford therapy that's always good working on our issues with putting other people first and putting ourselves down the bottom we have to prioritize our own needs and it's a mindset change if you try and bully yourself into prioritizing your own needs you're just gonna disappoint yourself because you can't keep it up if you're doing it from a place of i really want to look after myself and you're pushing yourself into it and bullying yourself, someone else's problem's going to come up that you feel like you're the only person that can solve it. Somebody else is going to need you. And I'm not saying you abandon everyone. Like, I'm st- I still believe I'm a good mum. I f- believe I'm actually a better mum now because I don't... There isn't so much anxiety around being the perfect mum for my kids. I want to be the best mum I can be. But before, I wanted to be the perfect mum. I didn't want to make any mistakes and I ground myself into the ground because of it. And it's only through reading lots of books, it's only through working on myself that I've finally worked out, okay, when I don't spread myself too thin, when I concentrate on doing what's good for me, like my nutrition, my exercises, my working on this ADHD fest is really good for me and my soul. When I can concentrate more on them, it actually gives me more bandwidth And somehow I can do things for other people as well. I can make Theo's Christmas magical. I can plan well for his school. I can do his homework and stuff. I'm actually less burnt out than I was before when I was just putting all my energy into him. So that's the second thing is paying attention to what's good for us. And just working consistently to keep ourselves well, to keep ourselves high vibe. The longer you can be in high vibe, the more quickly your manifestations are going to come to you. And the third and final most important point that I think is important for ADHD manifesting is taking inspired action. Soon as you feel like it's aligned with your goals, you take that action. You don't talk yourself out of it. And we, But this isn't to be confused with moving on impulse. So you've got to know the difference. Is this an impulsive mood? Have you just seen some new gadget you've never heard of before and all of us or a new hobby and you're like, oh my God, I would love to do that, but it's been nowhere on your goal list. It doesn't align with any of your goals. It's just something that you really want on impulse and you're excited and it's a shiny new object. It has to, it has to align with something you already are on that path. Don't just suddenly 
be distracted by something and go for that. So you've got to know the difference between inspired action and impulse and making sure you really do take that inspired action. Don't talk yourself out of it. And if it's an impulse, 100% do talk yourself out of it. So I hope that's been helpful today. I hope that's been an interesting story for you. I am buzzed over my manifestation and I'm going to work on some new ones. I know this has been heavy on the manifestation this week, but it is, I do thoroughly believe it's connected to ADHD and our ADHD brains. We can do anything when we just put our heads together and do it together. I promise next week will be a little bit more ADHD focused to balance it all out. But I'm going to love you and leave you there. Don't forget to check out all the links below. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. It really makes a huge difference. Check us out over on YouTube if you're not watching me on there. If you are watching me on there, bye and I'll see you all soon. Bye.